Hello and welcome to Mike's Camera Action, where this week we're still in the middle of our superheroes month leading up to Avengers, and this week we watched Watchmen. There's been a few times, I saw Watchmen, and then there's been like a few times where I've tried to watch Watchmen again. Yeah. And like, it's dark. Yeah. It is super dark. Like, as I said to Carl, it's Nixon has been the president for 20 years now. I can picture no greater tragedy. Yeah, Watergate didn't happen, <laughs> you know. I mean, it probably happened, he just didn't get caught. They committed a whole bunch of war crimes to win Vietnam. Yeah, including loosing the Superman on them. Yeah, like, if I had access to a basically a radioactive-powered man. <laughs> well, that that's the, that's the big thing, like, that I think most superhero movies now don't really get into which is that if if you had a um if you had a superhero like if you if superman was under the united states payroll they would probably send him to like the middle east to clean that shit up immediately wouldn't they yeah like it, it's the superman returns uh situation where or not superman the bat uh the batman returns or the dark knight returns yeah where it's just yes yeah, superman is under the thumb of of the united states government and they use him to fix all of their problems i mean like in Admittedly, you don't see it a lot in film, but I'd argue Captain America was similar to that. Like, well, where, well, like, Cap, yeah. Cap's trying to fight. Well, that's know. exactly it with, um, the point of Captain America is they create him to, as, as, you know, the superhuman in World War Two. Yeah. So that they use him for recruitment, but then they unleash him on the Nazis. Yeah. Well, he unleashes himself on the yeah. Nazis. He's like, why am I, as, as there's the monkey with, with the shield and the yeah. umbrella. Yeah. And he's like, nah, stop this. I'm going to go fight some Nazis. And kick some Nazi ass. But that's the thing. Like, if you've got the like, stay if, out of Brooklyn. <laughs> if you've got the if you've got the superhuman, then they set them loose. Like they like all the world. It seems like all the nineteen forties superheroes fight the Nazis. Yeah, but you don't have the superheroes of today fighting ISIS. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that stems from um, ideological belief. Yeah, because there was there was definitely a whole like good guys, bad guys sort of mm. thing in um when it came to the Nazis. Yeah, there's a much more there's a much better case for evil to be made of then than now. Yeah, nowadays it's like uh Yeah, do you really want to go to do you do you really want to portray your like your superhuman going to the Middle East and punching a bunch of re- of religious fanatics? Yeah, Maybe, it's, no? it's not the best. I it's mean not like a good even image. Vietnam I'd be like uh Vietnam stretches well that's the whole point about this movie. Yeah. Vietnam stretches it a little bit where like while you had the US like the uh, while you had the US committing war crimes and massacres in Vietnam in this movie, they're like, no, what if superheroes did that? Like, what if the comedian was responsible for the Malay Massacre? Yeah. Actually, that speaking about the alternate history thing, mm-hmm. the, one of the interesting things that, to me, that came up is, in later on, they mention, like, on a radio broadcast that the Soviet Union is, like, watching out for what the US is doing in Afghanistan. Yep. When in, when in the actual historical fact is... The Soviets went into Afghanistan first. Yeah. Then the US yeah, were the- like, oh, we're going to start up, you know, give money to a whole bunch of people so that way they fight off the Soviets. Yeah, it there's worked. A little bit, there's a little bit of a flip going on where you've got the US is is in Afghanistan doing stuff. And then there's the moment in the in the movie when they flip to DEFCON 2, yeah. which is that the Russians are moving tanks to the border. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, they're, they're going to start moving in. Well, this is going to mean war, guys. Like, Afghanistan is... Much like it was then, is still the sort of the tipping point yeah. in the Al- Cold War. Although arguably, see, I think the the the, the difference is that they're actually going to outright conflict. Yeah, because the whole thing they're is much that more like the, the Russians aren't willing to fight America while they can cold Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, who can just go, 
snap his fingers and they blow up. Although the big issue with that is, while it worked in Vietnam and it was easy for him to go in and crush the uh, the, v- the Viet Cong, it's not so easy. The the whole idea that Ozymandias makes is that Russia's with Russia's nuclear arsenal of several hundred nukes. Yeah. If Doctor Manhattan were to stop ninety nine percent of them. Yeah. then still the 1% that got through would be enough to annihilate America. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so, so the Russians are banking on the fact that, sure, they've got Dr. Manhattan and he's going to fuck our shit up, but mad doctrine still applies. Yeah. Where if we launch nukes, they launch nukes. They can block as many nukes as they want or send Dr. Manhattan to fuck our shit up yeah. even more. But regardless, we've already been nuked. Yeah, it doesn't but I, matter. I think it's one of those ones where the whole mad doctrine is even like more intensified, especially it's from even the Soviet more. Uni- Union's yeah. perspective. Yeah. Because like, they do something... They can call this man to like just go. Boop. Yeah, as soon as they're done, as soon as all their nukes are fired, they've still got to deal with the fact that Doctor Manhattan exists. Yeah, you know the the invincible monster is going to rippity rumble. Look yeah. at my like you know six foot junk because I'm a giant. <laughs> I like that in Vietnam though. They're just like, all right, we've still got an image to portray, so please put on a thong. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> like... Couldn't that man wear pants? <laughs> I mean, he wears a suit at several points. The man can wear clothes. Yeah, why doesn't he? I <laughs> don't know. Him... <laughs> I guess there's some sort of there's there's something to be done about like the image of Doctor Manhattan where they put him with as minimal clothes as possible to make him more godlike. Yeah, like because he's always floating as well. Yeah, like there's some there's some there's an image to be ha- like there's a certain image portrayed by this. 30-foot-tall, giant, glowing, blue, muscular figure walking through yeah. the jungle that immediately goes, oh, fuck, we've lost. <laughs> like, there's yeah. God, sh- uh, the hand of God As, descended upon us. Like they said, there's um the v- some of the Viet Cong surrendered to him personally. Yeah, they didn't want to surrender to Nixon. They didn't want to surrender to the American general. They wanted to surrender to the deity that came past yeah, and to the ended blue their dude. rebellion. Yeah. yeah, it's like, what? Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a very dark universe, and the alternate yeah. sort of um, sort of history of it, I kind of enjoy. Mm. There's also the theory that um, Night Owl stops Batman from existing. Really? Yeah, it's like Night Owl, the first one. Yeah. Um, is it like in the in the opening like montage? You see him beat up a guy outside of a theater as like two people are leaving it. Oh, okay. But see, the other thing about that is there's Batman posters in the background. Oh really? Yeah, there's, yeah. There's there's a couple. There's a few cheeky like '30s Batman posters. Oh cool. But yeah, I, I don't know whether or not that's trying to like call out like this could have been Batman, but because you beat him. I mean, the the idea of the Batman might have come in like in those '30s posters as just exactly what he is now in just a like film property. Like he's just because yeah. they because they mightn't have the licensing for the Minutemen. They were just like, well, here's the Batman. Here's our competitor comic kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I thought I thought oh sorry, that montage mm. sets up the film. I love it. The the intro to this film, you learn everything you need to know. Yep. And it takes like no time at all. Yeah. It's it's great. It just shows immediately like how much of history has changed yeah. because of the advent of superheroes. And that's it. Yeah. It's it's well done. It's it's got the uh the musical like yeah, the accompaniment Dylan to times it. The, Yeah, times the times are changing. changing. Great, like great idea, like great choice of music for it. Um, it's set up like a like a comic book panel. And the thing I love about this movie is that it's very comic book, oh, yeah. st- like stylistically. And yeah. even if you look at um something I see shown around a lot is that the shots and the storyboarding is pretty much shot for shot with the comics in a lot oh, of yeah. in a lot of scenes. I didn't know that. Yeah, the the um especially the opening 
mm. is um is pretty like with the with the comedian's badge yeah. is pretty much the comic like almost one to one. Um, yeah, I remember, I like, I, part of the things I like is like, you see Silhouette rock up and kiss the nurse, and then yep. you see this, you've got the sailor walking in the yeah. background. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, I get this. It's, yeah. Things it, have changed. <laughs> they unleashed that, them on the Nazis, or, you know, they're just mm, in the towns. Well, that, that in particular, like, uh... Like the replacement of that pic, like that very historic picture, yeah, is the first kind of hint that you get that history is changed, like is very yeah. different. Like before, it was just, hey, here's some superheroes from the 1930s and 1940s. Isn't isn't that incredible? Yeah, and then it hits you with like, oh right, there's there's a bit of a change here going, and then on. they're getting murdered, and then mm. you know, one of them, get, Mothman, gets committed. Yeah, he ends up in an asylum. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, that's. I'm, it could just be that, like, the same reason Rorschach's, com- like, completely insane. It could just be him. Yeah. Like, except he got committed. Rorschach didn't. Yeah. Um, Rorschach is just a nightmare. Very unstable. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, who else? Who else was there? There were a few others. Like, there was the comedian and um, the Silk Spectre. Yeah. Um, well, I get the feeling every one of the, like, every one of the Watchmen is a little bit Messed up. A little bit deranged in some way. Yeah. They're all somehow not okay. Night Owl 2 hides it, I think, the best. Yeah. But Night Owl 2 is also probably one of the more messed up. I think he just suppresses a lot of things. I I, I mean, I was watching it last night, and I got the feeling they kind of gets off on... Violence. Yeah. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah, that that's exactly it. Like, he's, he's enjoying, like, beating the crap out of people a bit too much. I don't know whether or not it's the violence or the adrenaline. I think I mean it can be a bit of because I th- I think like I think those go hand in hand yeah. like violent crime would be the most exciting because I think he, I think I also got the feeling he was the most nostalgic. True, yeah. He was the one that wanted to go back. He was the one that like he kept all his stuff. Yeah. Um and he kept it working. That's true. It was and all admit- in working order. Admittedly like the the big out Owl thing. It was a bit dusty. It was dusty, but it worked. Yeah, under the drop sheet, like dust, like du- they dust it off, and it's working fine. Yeah, like so even the flamethrower still works. Yeah, there's obviously there was obviously some amount of care put into um yeah. putting stuff away, and everything was still in clean working order. The lights yeah. are on half the time down there. Yeah, it's I definitely he was and he was also talking to the old night owl. Yeah, he was willing to catch up with um Laurie. Mm. For like nostalgia reasons, and I definitely think he was the most nostalgic. Yeah, I, Ro- Rorschach I, had sort of moved on. Yeah, Rorschach was like, "All right, I'll just go rumble in the jungle." Well, well, even then, like Night Owl's the most nostalgic, where he's looking back and going, "Oh man, I, you know, I remember those days. I love those days. Very fond of it. And, yeah. You know, wish I could be that again." Rorschach just never stopped. Yeah, he he doesn't. He for him, it's not nostalgia. For him, it's just the way it is. Yeah, where he where he's Rorschach. He's not the guy under the mask. The the person under the mask is the disguise he uses. Yeah, you know, just because they outlawed like vigilantes doesn't mean he's ha- he has any plan to stop it. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, Night Owl is the one that you see with the most different sort of people. Um. Yeah. At different points, he sees Night Owl one, Ozymandias, um, Laurie, mm. Doctor Manhattan. I don't think he actually goes to see. Uh no, not to my knowledge. No, no. Rorschach is the only one to actually actively go see him. Yeah. Well, he's working with Ozymandias, but I mean, yeah, they're working together, but he doesn't um, get and, visitors. And Rorschach visits him. Mm. So like, out of all of them, I think the one that most hangs out, like he's definitely the one that's the most nostalgic, and that's a part of the reason why you think he gets off of the violence. Yeah. Because it's like, especially when like used to be like this young buff thing, and now you're 
middle I mean, age. I mean, still, he still looks pretty good. Like, he's yeah. still got a bit... He's, he's solid, but he's him. not, like... I mean, he's aging, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, th- that's the thing. Yeah, he's, he's aging. Want, that's why he's nostalgic. Yeah. That's why he's willing to talk to the old Night Owl about, like, his crime-fighting days, because he has that sense of nostalgia, too. Yeah. That's why I think he wrote the book. Yeah, that, that'd be it, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my uh, theory on how Night Owl is messed up. Night Owl 2 is messed up, not the original Night Owl. Yeah? You think yeah. the original Night Owl is a little screwed up? Probably. <laughs> also, actually, side note, um, I think Night Owl, got to remember, Night Owl 2 sought out Night Owl to become Night Owl. That's true, yeah. Like, he, he actively was like, hey, can I be Night Owl now? <laughs> can, I, can, can it be me now, though? Yeah. I remember reading somewhere that the, um, the original Night Owl is meant to be the Phantom, yep. but the new Night Owl is meant to be Batman. It's interesting that you bring up Night Owl being Batman because you can see that. Like, he's, he's got money. He's rich. His parents, his dad was a banker who left him a lot of money. His costume has got the cape and the cowl. Like, yeah. it's very Batman-esque. But I think Rorschach is, a, is, is more like Batman in what he does. Yeah. Like, Night Owl almost comes across as modern Batman where it's just... Technology I, and beating. Yeah, I got money and I kick the shit out of criminals. That's what I do. Whereas Rorschach is like the Batman I remember of like the world's greatest detective. Yeah. Where is this? Where he's going around investigating crime. He's he dedu- he does a lot of deduction and um and is very quick on his feet. Yeah. And also has that resourcefulness where when yeah. the SWAT team shows up, he immediately goes, "Okay, what what's in this room right now that can get me out of this situation? What do I have? What's in here? Fire. Matches hairspray. Problem solved. Um, I think the thing about it though is that like I think Rorschach like that characterization would make an excellent Batman if you toned it down <laughs> several so, notches. Rorschach is like if you take the current direction of Batman yeah. and then go way further, where, he's, where, once again, he's just way too mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they mentioned, like, earlier, like, going it ties in with my whole nostalgia thing, mm. how, like, um, Laurie and Dan Night Owl are talking about um, their days as superheroes. Yeah. And Laurie was talking about that guy that would kept wanting to be beat up. Oh, I and Dan's like, yeah, I, I saw him. He, get, he just felt bad. He kept going, nobody, no. He's he like, kept, punish me. He kept saying, I'm a supervillain. Punish me. Punish me. Yeah, and it's like, he just felt bad. It's like, what hap- whatever happened to him? Oh, he, ran into, he tried that with Rorschach, and Rorschach threw him down an elevator shaft. That poor man. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, oh, you're a supervillain, and you want me to punish you? Woof. Yeah, Rorschach turns everything up to 11. Yep. Got to yeah, remember, you're no not trapped regret. in here with. He's not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with him. He's a terrifying person as well. Like the the moment that um big figure is trying to get into his in, into his cell. Yeah. You just know it's not going to go well for them. Yeah. Like the the and that and once again, like I love the character of Rorschach, where he's just this very like sure he's this horrible person, but he's very quick thinking and he's very um he's very on top like he's yeah as, as soon as something as soon as he's in a room he's thinking of how he can get out of it yeah like and when that guy starts up and starts hassling he immediately swats the fryer yeah and then like when he gets shift he stops it breaks the glass fries him yeah like he wastes no time and the moment big figure shows up he's immediately scoping out his room for okay how are they going to try and get in and how can I stop them so the moment like. The, yeah. the moment they bring that saw from the machine shop, he's immediately like, I've got a way to take out one of these guys in the room, which is he just jam like he he goads the guy into jamming his hands through the yeah. through the bars, so they have to cut his arms off to get through. Yeah. Like, I think the other thing that gets me that I like about um the whole ro- actually that the whole big thing with Big Figure reminds me of one of the See, one of the cliches that I kind of kind of like I don't feel is always done that well is yeah. the swinging door. 
Oh, you yeah. push open the door and it's like swinging, 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 mm. and then like you see something You're happen more every time. Yeah, or and, less every time. And then like the door shuts, and mm. then like and that happens. Rorschach walk. It's like I got to go into the men's room. Okay, who's the and men's room? and Nido and uh, Silk Spectre are like what? Seriously, dude. <laughs> Um, and so he walks in and you see him like approach big figure and big figures like hiding in this corner, just creeping away. Um, and then you see him leave, Mm. like you see him and you don't, you don't see what happens. You just hear the, you hear the door swing again, but they don't show it. Mm. Um, and then you just see that the blood come out (laughs) from under the door. Brutal. I think it's like a mixture. It's got to be a mixture of blood and water because you hear the toilet flush. Yeah, you, yeah. You, he, he probably like jams him in a toilet when he's done. Yeah, and it's like, whoa. Give him the swirly of a lifetime. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the Re- amount of blood there was. Really, you just gave him a wedgie and jammed his head in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So I really like the characterization of Rorschach as like yeah. this ultra violent. Mm. You know. It's like, I'm not letting criminals live anymore. Yeah, he's he's very much he, he's like that um the like Conrad Kerr's like evil Batman scaled up where it's yeah. just like a a, chi- a, chi- a child tried to build a Lego set that said 13 and up. She was 11. She yeah. couldn't live like that kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's just like, "Oh, you're committing a minor crime. Well, this is going to be punished." I don't, I don't think he'd kill people for minor not, crimes. Not not a minor crime. But, I don't think but he like, cares about minor crimes. But like, but like a, to him, a crime is a crime, and it must be punished. Yeah, like, and the only punishment is death. Yeah, typically. Yeah, because he's like, I'm not letting criminal like after. Well, he did put. They did mention he has put a lot of people in prison. He put yeah. at least fifty people in the prison he was in. Yeah, but then, but then they, but then also in the same time, he talks about how he doesn't let criminals live anymore because mm. they talk to him about um. Because then he tells the story about how he was looking for that girl. Yeah. But she's yeah. been chopped up. Yep. And he was like, oh, you know, send me to jail, send me to jail. And he's like, no. Just take me away, man. I need help. Then go to jail. Animals get put down. Dogs get put down. Yeah. And then he cleaves the guy in the head like a few times. The CG didn't hold up as well as I remembered. No. A lot of stuff. Like, mo- mostly, like, sing- things like Archimedes looked pretty good and Dr. Manhattan still yeah. is good and all the stuff on Mars is fine. But just the blood effects and the gore. Yeah. I found that was a bit less good than I remember. I remember yeah. that being really visceral, but it just seemed a bit like, I don't know, maybe I just recognize the After Effects packages now. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, I know that blood spatter. Ah, know... that blood splatter. Hello, number 45. Yeah, I've seen that in The Walking Dead 600 times by now. I know how this works. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of those, it's one of the downfalls that comes, like, mm. I'd argue that Watchmen potentially used it ahead of its time, but. that That's exactly why I remember, I remember it being so good, but now yeah. I look at it and I go, Oh, that that gore's not as good as I remember. That's not quite as you know, as as much impact as I thought it did. Yeah, it's it's always the catch twenty two. You recognize it, but did you really want to? Yeah, exactly. You 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 have that moment where you're like, oh, I I I know I know how films work, and then you're like, oh, but I wish I didn't while I was watching yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, it's like ah, oh, this is done badly. <laughs> Oops. Ah, uh, the Wilhelm scream. Lovely. Ah, uh, classic. I will never fucking use that as long as I live. Oh, I want to use it so bad. No. Isn't some, like, really dumb thing? I I, I think the Wilhelm scream is overdone and pointless. And, 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 like, it's fine to use if you're using it properly as, like, the homage to it, as in you're an actual filmmaker making a movie. But if you're some amateur, get that shit out of here. Like, if I were to use it, that would be pretentious and stupid. You're welcome to, but I will not, as long as I live. 
Actually, I would argue that Dr. Manhattan's a bit more messed up than Rorschach. Dr. Manhattan's in an interesting place, though, because yeah. you could argue that he's the least sane of all of them. Yeah. Or maybe he's the most sane. See, I think part of that comes from the fact that he perceives everything at any given moment. He's yeah. omniscient. Well, that's the whole point. He's He is this superhero that is godlike. He is yeah. this o- almost omnipotent, omnipresent figure. Um, not quite omnipresent, but omniscient. Even the, like omniscience is a bit of a swing where I'm yeah. not sh- as the movie goes on, I feel like he I feel like he kind of becomes more powerful as the movie goes on. Yeah. You can notice like these turns with him where I think he stops just like they mentioned it several times that he like he doesn't know everything. He can just see everything that happens to him. Yeah. So if you go so if someone were to leave and go somewhere else and talk about whatever, then he can't see that because he's not he will never perceive that moment. Yeah. But I think towards the end, he starts to get more light. He starts to get more knowledgeable about the yeah. universe itself, and he starts to seem. And, he, and it starts to seem like he can. And he like he starts to become a bit more so that yeah. he's also got um, the way he perceives time, where it's all happening at one at once, and he, yeah. sees, and he sees his past, present, and future all at the same time. It's it's exactly the same way that they that a uh, time perception worked in Arrival. Oh yeah, it is too. Just everything happening at the same time. Yeah, that's that's what he has. Yeah, he could talk to the aliens. He can. He, he knows the language. He understands the universal circle font. I, I like one of the things. Yeah, he there is a bit of power creep with him. Like he just mm. seems to get more and more. Like you start off and he's just like zapping, zap, zap. I I feel like. The the terrifying, but, he, but the ter- at the same time, he's also like super detached. Like it comes yeah. up when the comedian kills that woman, and she, he's like, "That was a pregnant woman." Yeah, you killed her, and she, yeah, you killed this pregnant woman, and he just says, "Well, you could have turned the bottle in, you could turn the butterfly, uh, you could turn the gun into steam, the bullets into mercury, or the bottle into fucking snowflakes, but you didn't, did you?" Yeah, and I'm like, that's a good point. Like, yeah. if if he's got these abilities but doesn't use them, he's just so detached. Yeah, like, like at any point, he could have stopped it because he knows it's ha- he knows what's happening. He's yeah. there. Like he's like, he he can dis- disassemble and reassemble a tank if he wanted to, and yet he didn't stop someone from being stabbed. Yeah, Laurie. So Laurie brings up like you don't care about life. Mm. Like he just, I think they reached a point where like because he wasn't, al- he's not al- alive. He he isn't. The whole the whole thing about him is he's not, and I'm using air quotes, suffering from the human condition. Yeah, where he doesn't sit there and be, and he he doesn't place this emphasis on hu- on humans. He just yeah. thinks, well, you're another planet and one of billions, and it's not. And for me, it's not life that's unique. It's just chemical reactions happening. There is, like, to him, humans being here and like the the existence of life and the fact yeah. that human lives, dies, breathes, and exists isn't any better than like some volcanic activity over there. Yeah, it's like he it's actually just... ascends and then like yeah. is like by puny mortals. Pretty much. And it's like, uh, what? For me, life is a very overrated concept. Tell me how Mars would be made better by an oil pipeline or a shopping mall. I could uh, go do all my shopping there. <laughs> it's a really interesting, yeah, like take on this um, on on this godlike character. I I really like the way he becomes in the movie, where he just eventually is just like, I'd rather do my own thing. He, like yeah. he just he just eventually thinks, uh, no, human, you you people care too much about humanity but that's because it's all you know for me i i can see everything there is so much more yeah. to life and it's like oh, i'm gonna go create some life go to another galaxy yep maybe i'll create my own life someday 
Which I mean, if if I could, if I was Doctor Manhattan, I probably would too. Just like, yeah, I'm a race go of start Supermen. Again. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. Actually, there's an interesting thing about Doctor Manhattan. I don't remember this exactly, but Doctor Manhattan does appear in DC Comics. Oh yeah. Um, as a planar, as this sort of planar creature that jumps between dimensions. So, yeah. So there is actually an arc of DC Comics. I'm not sure if it's related to New Fifty Two or not. I. I'm I'm not super well versed recently on this stuff, um, but but there's a big arc in the comic that shifts because of Doctor Manhattan's presence. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, and of course he has that great line in uh like speaking of how how omnipotent he uh, perceives himself to be or becomes, where he's just like where he tells um, Ozymandias that just because you're the smartest human alive doesn't matter to me. I I think the smartest human alive poses no more threat than the world's smartest termite. Yeah, like Christ, man, chill out, man. It, it's it's a great way to show like perceived perceived ability. Like Ozymandias can throw a punch at him or do whatever he wants, but Doctor Manhattan can t- can take it and then turn him into goo. It like you can't do anything to him. Which I also think Doctor Manhattan is a little bit. I feel I feel like so the way he goes around just ki- the way Doctor Manhattan ends a person's yeah, life. Sorry. Um, Doctor Manhattan basically watches Flashpoint happen. Okay. He rescues Jor-El from Krypton. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of things. He just kicks him yeah. out in there. Yeah, so he does eventually show up in DC in like a couple little bits. But yeah, do- I feel like Dr. Manhattan's way of just ending a person's life is a little bit rough. Where it's very hard to like, it's very hard to glorify Dr. Manhattan. In, like his public image must really suffer from the fact that whenever he has to end a person's life, he just liquefies them. Yeah, he... Um... Like it's one thing when he's when he's in Vietnam, just walking through, going like, "You're dead, you're dead, you're dead." Yeah, he fights dead. a whole bunch of them in Doomsday Clock. Okay, cool, cool, cool. The moment he's in like that, I don't know, a bar, casino, yeah. or whatever, and he just and like two guys draw guns and he just liquefies them in the room, <laughs> just splattering the room with blood. There's gore hang dripping also, from the ceiling. As a side note, People I mean- have juice in their hair I, they they prove that he doesn't do it but like surely this man causes cancer <laughs> that, that's the thing that gets me about this movie is they have the double take on that where yeah. they're like this person who worked with you has cancer the person you dated cancer the, this villain also, to cancer be, to be fair they, the two people that he worked with also worked in a nuclear lab that exactly like you'd think there'd be a little bit of crossover there like oh it's a little bit of a like would he have had con- cancer had he been living stayed a human yeah that that's exactly the thing like he, he, you could easily make the point of yeah they live they work in a nuclear facility i worked in a nuclear facility and i got disintegrated but you don't see me complaining yeah uh, bam <laughs> they, they should have known that there would be problems when they watched me get turned into a skeleton oh uh what's her face didn't he she decided not to but yeah. like, to be fair do you really want to watch that yeah no fair it's one of those ones where like yeah then they double take on it and i don't know like, I, I don't know what would have been. Be- yeah, I don't know what would have been a better outcome if it turned out that he did give everyone he was in contact with cancer. Like he was just this radioactive battery that's walking around. See, I think a bit of both because, like, at the same time, like the whole fact that he wasn't the one, like, mm. it sets Doctor Manhattan up to. It fits in it, with Ozymandias's overall arc yeah. plot of blaming Doctor Manhattan for this. Yeah, that's his. That's his grand plan. Really, is just to make that the case. Like he yeah. set he sets it up so people think, okay, Doctor Manhattan's a bad guy. He makes this news, uh, this like talk show go out 
where people go, oh shit, Dr. Manhattan gives people cancer. That No no good guy can go around giving the, everyone he touches cancer. He blows up New York? Yep. Well, not just blows up New York, but Moscow, Berlin. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah he, he blows up like a... Yeah, he destroys like half, like all, all like uh, he destroys like six city blocks in a whole bunch of uh, countries across the world because they have to... Like, the whole thing is they have to show that it's everybody. He's yeah. a threat to everyone, not yeah. just... He's a threat to us Americans. Now, Russia, we we, we just lost our, our ace in the hole. Can you can you bail us out? He, they have to be like, no, he's a threat to you, Russia, so we need to work together so we can help each other out. And also, Germany, you need to get in here and help us out. Like, yeah. the whole world needs to band oh, together because it's Dr. Manhattan... it's still called the Cold War, Germany is still Russia and the US, yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. Although I'm not sure if that would be different... I don't think they ever get into that um, in this movie. I, if, I if it's get the feeling that most of most of the big changes come post, uh, when, come Vietnam. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still wondering if there would be some. If I, I, I'd probably not because they didn't delve into it. But I was wondering if there might have been some shift in the way in the way that Germany had been handled by Nixon, perhaps. But uh, maybe handled so. by Nixon, probably. But I like don't if, know. Like if, like if the Berlin Wall was actually assembled by America in this film, who knows? America. Fuck yeah! It's just, it's yeah. just a wall. It's, no, that's a fence. No, it's a wall. <laughs> it, it's offensive ideas, Alex. <laughs> uh, it's offensive girl American jobs. <laughs> good old American industry. <laughs> offensive ideals. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of stuff that I think changes, and then we don't quite pick it up because. Mm. You know, it's a universe. Well, you can't touch on everything. You can't just be like, and he like if you want to make a movie that's an alternate reality where America's worse, then just make that. Yeah, you know, just make Nixon president for yeah. twenty years. Exactly. If you want to make the Nixon's president for twenty years movie, make Nixon president for twenty years movie. Make that a thing. This this movie is a lot more. There's the advent of superheroes causes Nixon to be in power yeah. for twenty years. That's the purpose. Yeah, it's like also at the same time like um. You've got like the comedian who who's the one that kills uh, JFK. Yeah, doesn't make sense to me. That, that doesn't. No, yeah, I'm surprised they there isn't. Although although that that said, it does feed into the idea that um, JFK being assassinated was a like CIA conspiracy. Yeah, because because they do mention at one point that the comedian was a spook for the uh, for the CIA. Do that, they, that's or... why Ozymandias had him killed because he was um, because he was spying for the American government on Ozymandias. Oh, okay. And he and he discovered um, the whole pyramid. He discovered uh, the truth about pyramid. That's why he went to Moloch's house. Ah, uh, okay. And that's why the Ozymandias had him killed. Okay, yeah. It, it it just it just so happened that it worked. Like he had him killed, and then when Rorschach came up with the idea of uh, masked, uh, someone hunting down masked killers, it worked into his plan better. Yeah. Where he said, "Okay, here's my chance to create a cover up so that Rorschach doesn't come for me," which is yeah. to have someone attempt to assassinate him. Is, does Ozymandias actually have powers? Yes. Uh, he's the world's smartest man. Yeah. Um, like, so big brain, and then he's also a superhuman. Like, you can see him... Uh, you can see him, basically, He's he seems really quick, where, like, the killer walks into the yeah. building, and he's immediately dodging bullets, and then he's able to throw people around like it ain't no big deal. Yeah, like, so it seems like he's kind of like the generic... Superman yeah. character. They they talk about Ozzy. Oh, that's right. Because when they when they're investigating the um comedian's murder, mm. the the detectives are like, you know, it. You've got this is plate glass. I'd have to step on the accelerator just to crack yeah. this, and he's thrown through it. Also, like 
especially you you can see sort of the scale and the power that uh, Ozymandias and the comedian have in their fight scene yeah. in the opening sequence. Where it's just like he throw like it's one thing for him to like throw him up against the wall, but then he puts him to, through a glass table, hurls him across the room through another table, and then breaks a granite countertop with his face. Yeah, that's the point where you're like, oh fuck, these are superhuman. Yeah, I f- I feel like a lot of them. Yeah, I feel like Silk Spectre and like Night Owl fall under the um good old peak human but not superhuman type thing almost. Well, well what's Silk Spectre even do? Like she's just, she's basically she's like a girl. I know, she's basically like the like Netflix. She's basically the Netflix superhero of throw a punch harder person. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, she doesn't do a whole heap. Mm. Like she doesn't have any abilities. But well, I, feel well like- I mean, I think her ability is basically the equivalent of like a little bit more scaled up Black Widow punching power. Yeah. Less of less of the spy power, but more just I can break a guy's face if I hit him hard enough. Yeah, I feel like it comes under like the whole. Um, I think most of them just have like hu- superhuman punching and durability type thing. Yeah, like they're kind of falling into the generic superhero uh, trope of just I can hit harder and take a punch harder, like the Jessica Jones like level of character. Yeah, it's like um, but the thing that also gets seen is with uh, the. Like, I think Silk Spectre is most, like, the 40s sort of style superhero. Yep. And I think, like, in the 40s, you had that, I just punch. Yeah. I punch a dude. I like, can, were, like, I can knock a man out with a single blow, jump a tall building. Like, we were just like, oh, we wore mu- we uh, took on the gangs because they were an issue. They were all wearing silly costumes. So we're like, all right, we'll do it ourselves and f- <laughs> fight them. Yeah. You know, no one was doing anything about it, so we took it upon ourselves. mm and so I think she's a bit of like that sort of thought because yeah. her mom is the original Silk Spectre. Yeah. Rather than like the whole comedian. I don't know what the comedian... Comedian's a bit of a weird one because he's yeah. been around since the 30s. True. He w- he was in the original sort of group. Yeah. he. Well, the, the comedian's a really interesting character where he started off in that idealized... Like, so in, in yeah. the 30s and 40s as being, like, the first of, you know, one of the first superheroes. Yeah. And then it just kind of turned darker for him. Yeah. Where he ended up, like, they deploy him in Vietnam. And he's got a flamethrower. Yeah. And he and suddenly he's committing atrocities in Nam. And then he's... And then he becomes eventually the monster they is now, where he's just like, oh, man, I love working on American soil. Yeah. And I think I think it sort of... Like, if you look at his original costume, it's sort of like this colored thing with, like, the triangles down the front yeah like almost like a clown suit almost yeah and then you've got the um and then you follow it up with what he ends up wearing which is tactical vest yeah metal pauldrons yeah basically that like have star i think a star on them or something uh one's one's like a blue pauldron with a star on it and the other's uh red and white stripes yeah so like you know this hyper patriotic almost costume Mm. and he's just insane yeah and he's just a horrible terrible person he's a murder hobo yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> classic you know um but i feel like it i feel like it really represents sort of the whole thing about you know because this overall this is a lot of this is based in around like the whole darkness and patriot of patriotism and stuff like that i think yeah. the comedian especially oh yeah because the comedian starts off with yeah and then it's like yeah mm. yeah it's like because like when the cops start rioting and they make the watchmen be the cops yeah um yeah, he starts, he goes like, full, I'm still a numb. Dude, dude, in that scene, as soon as he drops in off uh, Archimedes, yeah. first thing he does is just punch a woman in the face. Yeah, he just goes up and just bam, just suck, bam. Just punches a woman in the face, 
knock like kicks the shit out of two guys, and after that the shoddy's coming out. Yeah. I don't think he no actually mercy. I don't think he actually shoots anyone. Uh my I I, I mean you you say that could I think it might be it's either he's shot somebody or rubber bullets one or the other yeah um but I know he definitely when he whips out the grenade launcher yeah he straight up shoots a guy in the face with it like yeah. you see that someone's just like please no comedian don't and then he just goes thunk and knocks the guy out with it yeah it's one of those ones where like he's he's he becomes a sort of like really gray area type mm. this like the com- that comedians if they were going to put any sort of superhero into like a modern conflict. That's the one I'd expect to see. Yeah. Not not the uh not Superman, not Night Owl. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah, you definitely wouldn't say Night it's Owl this, or Rorschach. It's this like hyper patriotic. Yeah, the comedian definitely monster. comes up as sort of like a Captain America, except a bit angrier character. Then he becomes Captain America, except way more deranged. Yeah, in, in, insane. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that's uh, my thoughts on the comedian. Hmm. Um, what other Watchmen are there that I can uh, deconstruct? <laughs> I mean, like, Laurie's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And I feel bad for her because, like, Dr. Manhattan really doesn't care. Yeah. Like, I think he... I think well, he, he cares. I think as he's gotten... I want to say older, but as time has gone past... Yep. As time, like, goes on for the humans but not for him, I think he just becomes more and more detached. Also, there is the moment when... Uh, uh, like after at, at the end, they take yeah. like because Ozymandias has been blocking his ability to see into the future. See, so has a limit, which is he can't see past the Doomsday Clock. Yeah, because that's where this whole tachyon yeah. thing is happening. No, but then he goes when he when he goes past it, he's like, oh, yeah. But th- exactly, there's a point in the movie when he goes beyond that, and then he just and that's the point where he says, okay, well, I'm gonna go another galaxy. Um, bye. Yeah, like life is completely overrated. I can see everything now. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, he's like, ah, it's past. It's like, ah, yes, this is what's happening. Mm. Yeah, I think it's definitely, it's, yeah, but like, but with the, with Laurie, it's like, he knows that she's going to go to Dan. Yeah. Because that's what she always does. Mm. And I get the feeling that it's like, not the first time they do it occasionally, maybe not often, but it happens before and after. Like, her and Dan sort of meeting up for dinner. Mm. Because they were teammates. Yeah. But oh, but also oh. but also it's 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 almost this like condescending tone from him where he just said where whenever something is about to happen he'll just tell Laurie like you're going to go like before the idea even pops into her head yeah he just says you're about to ask me to go to dinner I'm I can't go but you'll ask Dan instead and he'll go with you you'll have a good time yeah and then afterwards he's like when they're on Mars he just says this is the part where you try and convince me to help and I won't yeah it's yeah, it's just like, dude, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, but I think he knows exactly. that as well. Exactly. Like, he, well, that's the thing. You can't convince him to stop. He he's a very interesting idea where you can't really fa- like you can't really fault that idea of him because he's just getting to the chase. He's getting to the yeah. punch, and to him, it's going to happen. Yeah, and I wonder if there's oh, any to way- him, it's also happening. Exactly, it's everything is happening all at once, or will happen, or has ha- like he knows his timeline. Yeah. And I wonder if there's any way, and I don't think there's any way to stop that. Yeah. Because he, yeah, it's just like this, once again, it's just this om, it, om, omniscient character about him, like yeah. he's omniscient about himself and you just can't 
convince him otherwise. You can't stop him and tell him otherwise. Yeah, it's like when Rorschach asks him about things and he's like, I don't know. He actually seemed mildly concerned for once. Yeah. But then he's not concerned because it won't affect him. Exactly. He he. Well, exactly. For him, he has that moment in in an, in an interview where he says... The like, there's the same amount of particles in the in a dead body as in a living human. Yeah. So, you know, as far as the universe is concerned, there's no difference. So yeah. to him, if humanity nukes themselves off the face of the earth, there's still enough ashes to be equivocable to to what there was when life existed. Yeah, it's like a... there's still this, like sure, there's a whole bunch of energy released, but there's the same amount of particles in the universe. Yeah, he's got a weird perspective, and I and I really mm. enjoy that though because it's like it's that. I think it happens a lot in some in like some stories where they talk about like the characters slowly becoming detached. Yeah. And they ground them back again. No, Dr. Manhattan is just detached. Yeah. This I, is he, he he has detached like when he had what's when he breaks up with what's her face cuz she's getting older and he and yeah. he doesn't hide it. Yeah, Jenny Lynn. He, he stops hiding it cuz mm-hmm. first he said no but then he's like yeah. Yeah, he just acknowledges yeah, she's aging in front of me. I can see it happening. She's aging all the time, and I can see it. Yeah, and then and like I'm the same at the start. At the start, it's like he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not doing it." Even though he was lying to her. Yeah. But then he's like, "No, I am. Yeah, mm. see ya." Yeah. And he's like, she's like, "What?" Because, <laughs> like, to be fair, like he is not immoral. Because that would imply he's living. <laughs> he he just kind of is. He, he's like he's like a universal constant. Yeah. Or, he's just yeah. a constant. He's not. He doesn't change. He kind of grows on occasion, but like mm. at the same time, he's just he just is. Yeah, he's Doctor Manhattan, and and a lot of the way he sees people is once again he sees people in this almost like in this way of like a physicist looking at a problem. Yeah, which which is kind of like this ultimate play up of who he was before, where he yeah. was a nuclear physicist. Now he's gone beyond that, where he looks, where even like he looks at the the coincidences that make. Uh, Laurie, Silk Spectre too. He looks at the coincidences that make her the same way he would look at once again oxygen turning into gold. Yeah, like this crazy coincidence of um of like the of physics and chemistry and the universe going wrong. Yeah, and that's the same way that humans exist. It's yeah. just a bump. It's just like molecules and chemicals in, uh, interacting in way in sudden ways. I don't think I've spoken about it, but um, I really want to touch on the color of this film. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I loved it. Yeah, because Watchmen is dark. Yep, but it doesn't sacrifice the color to it. Okay, so you've got John, who's this big glowing blue man, big blue. Yep. Um, but then you've also got uh, Night Owl's costume is this like brown, but it, it's it's somehow like got that sort of like intensity to it. Yep, that doesn't hide it. It's got it's got a little bit of warmth to it. That's yeah, it. it's got that brown hue. The Silk Spectre's like outfit is that bright yellow black. Yeah, that you know, clashing latex. bee costume. Yeah, and mm. it works. Like you've got yeah. all this stuff that sort of like ties in with this whole comic book image. I, I, I do want to say this while we're speaking of costumes. I like the idea of Ozymandias. Yeah, but I'm not sure I like the portrayal of him in the movie. Yeah, I, to me, he reminded me of like that late '90s Batman, like a George Clooney Batman costume. Kinda. Yeah, I yeah. Like, I in can in see the way that, yeah. that things are metallic and sort of there's that neck bit. Yeah, and it's got that that weird crinkle to it. Mm. But yeah, it definitely remind it definitely felt like a real '90s sort of costume. I I just feel like it might be the casting or the direction, but he's not quite like I feel like for a character who's this businessman, yeah, who's like licensed out the idea of the Watchmen, the superheroes, 
raking in millions of dollars, creating like free energy for the world, the smartest man alive, strongest man, all this kind of stuff. He just seems a bit less charismatic than I would expect. Yeah. Like I'd expect this to be like some like, you know, picture like almost like the Superman idea. Yeah. Like just this like super like charismatic, dashing figure, you know, ultimately handsome and tall. Like everyone's like, oh my God, he's so amazing. And he's just kind of like... I know, a bit too mewling for that, you know? Yeah, but I don't mind that. Like, yeah. I don't mind that he's not this idea of perfection. Yeah. I feel like that works better. Yeah. Because Watchmen is a world where no one is perfect. No. But I don't know, it just seems like he's a bit less on the face yeah. perfect. Like, if, if, he, if he looked like he was this perfect figure, and then it gets to the end when he goes, oh, and I also blew up, you know, millions of... I killed millions of people. Yeah. Then I feel like that would almost... I don't know, to me, I feel like that would be incredible. Like, it's yeah. just, oh, I thought you were supposed to be the... Su- I thought you were supposed to be the awesome, like... the. I thought you were the superhero hero among them. Yeah. Like, if, if they'd painted him as being the one person who was, like, not completely insane like Rorschach, not detached from humanity like Dr. Manhattan, yeah. not, like, obsessed with the past like um, Night, Night Owl, Owl. Like, all, yeah. like, if, if they'd built him up to be, like, this ultimately supremely perfect figure and then went... Oh right, but he's actually the villain. Yeah, that would have been something else. Yeah, I feel like, but that, I feel like that could have come in even with a different actor. Like yeah. even with the same actor, they just a bit of weird direction. Hmm. Like yeah, he almost doesn't seem like he's got this very air of superiority, but he doesn't quite yeah. project it as much as I'd like. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I I feel like it came through like in the first scene where you see him, where he's talking, giving that interview, but he's still yeah. posing for photos. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. Hmm. And then he's just, like, subtly moving. And you can tell that he's just yeah. playing up his good side. Yeah. But then, like, towards... Throughout the film, it doesn't quite... Yeah, he, he just... He's almost charismatic a lot. Yeah. He's, like, that almost, like, it would work if you were just... There's something off about you the entire film. I, I think he just, uh, like... I think the one thing for me that I was picking up on was he doesn't quite speak clearly and authoritatively enough. Yeah. Like, he's very... Yeah, he's he's he doesn't quite, like, just... An, I, I feel like if he was just like this character that had like a more projecting, powerful voice, it would it might do it. Yeah. When stays very quiet and very holds to himself. Yeah, but he's, but it, but like at the same time, he's the world's smartest man. Exactly. <laughs> like he, he's got these other Turn things it. going for him that. Yeah. But I also think that I think I part of me wonders whether or not he, if he would play up that because he is so fast and so strong. Mm. That you don't want to be seen as this really intimidating, like, you don't want this powerful, booming voice. Because it will constantly remind you that you, they can, you, you can break your neck like a toothpick and you won't even <laughs> notice because he's so fast. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Is that, like, because he, he is a superhuman, mm. you kind of want to play that down so people will trust you. Fair. It's all about yeah, no, getting I just people to trust fi- you. I almost picture, like, yeah, that, that's fair. That's a, good, that's a good idea of it. What do you think of, uh, do you know much about the comic? No. Okay. I know the ending has changed. Yeah. Do you know much about the uh, the comic ending? Uh, it involves some sort of psychic monster from what I could find on Wikipedia, but that's about it. I think I think the interpretation of this, like the adaptation of it, it is as good as you can get for film. Yeah. Because the ending is much better for the like mass audience, for yeah. sure. Because the original ending is he, he creates a giant uh, octopus monster from another dimension and unleashes it upon uh, and unleashes it upon the world. It's the same concept 
I feel but like this works better in a film. Also, I like the idea of them blaming Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, it works because it's like... For, for a movie, it's much better. Yeah, because it's, it's also set up. Yeah, Dr. exactly. And like... And there's that much people cancel. And there's that much work up to it. Whereas, yeah, ju- yeah it's it's well done. I I do like the ending of this movie. I think it comes out well. Yep. And the and the uh, the uh, the idealized ending where you've got Reagan running for president. Yeah, it's like not this cowboy, <laughs> not having a cowboy in the pri- White House. Reagan running against Nixon. Did you ever think you'd see the day? Oh. In 1986 or 84? Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> what what a strange time they live in. Yeah, especially considering they're both Republican. <laughs> oh wait, I thought Reagan was just running. I don't know. Yeah, no, he is running, but still. Do you think Nixon would give up his power? Who knows? I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> not if he's been in in for four or five terms. Yeah, it's a bit much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I still like the ending where it's like, oh, look in the crank folder, and then there's Rorschach's notebook, Rorschach's journal, 1981. Love it. Yeah, it's a good it's a good ending because mm. it's like still telling the story. Yeah, I I think I think it is actually really cool. And like just the way the nar- the only narration in the movie is Rorschach's journal. Yeah, and because it's clearly him writing in the journal. Yeah, I like I like it. Yeah. Sorry, this episode took a little while longer than usual to come out. Next week is Avengers Endgame.